welcome to the Watcher's Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary. And I'm Froggy. And this week we're talking about season four, episode 19, New Moon Rising. Yes, we are. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties. I was going to say, <laughs> this is- fingers crossed. We're going to talk about this episode. <laughs> yeah, we just had to, we had to stop and go back again. Uh, no super important announcements, just um, the Buffy comic that ties in with the show and about New Orleans and the Casket Girls and Spike's Poetry. That all comes out this month, so everybody should go read it because Spike's Poetry. And speaking of this month, it is the first weekend in June, so happy Pride Month, everyone. Um, very excited for Pride Month, for the start yes. of summer. All good things. We've got vacations coming up for us. We do. So yeah, let's talk about this episode. Knock on wood. (laughs) (laughs) New Moon Rising, it aired May 2nd, 2000. And our synopsis is, after a long absence, Oz returns to Sunnydale, his werewolf nature apparently under control, hoping to reunite with Willow. She, on the other hand, is unsure about getting back together since her relationship with Tara has deepened. What are our international titles? This week in Armenian, The Origin of the New Moon, Czech New Moon, Finnish Moonlight, French A Love of Full Moon, Oh, I. Okay. I nearly made you spit your water out on that one. German, farewells. Hungarian and Italian are both new moon. Japanese, when the new moon rises. Portuguese, the rise of the new moon. Spanish from Latin America, the birth of the new moon. I think I like moonlight or farewells. I like farewells. Because, I mean, this is the last time we are going to see Oz on the show. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a very bittersweet title it is so we do get a previously on uh reminding us how oz left and broke willow's heart how the initiative created adam how spike has a chip in how he promised who he thought was buffy that they would dance when the chip was out and how willow has found a new companion shall we say I, I like I like the fact that they showed all of the scenes that we have talked about. Yes. Being very heavy and full of meaning. So we join, speaking of Tara, we join Tara along with Willow as they walk along the mean streets of Sunnydale. Tara wanting to know if Willow likes cats. She <laughs> says she's actually more of a dog person, which makes sense because werewolf ex-boyfriend. But she's not like deaf to all cats. why well tara was thinking of getting one a sneaky cat since they're not really supposed to have one in the dorms she was thinking she could name her trixie or miss kitty fantastico so like a familiar like a pet (laughs) oh well willow's in and looking forward to making kitty go bonkers with string and catnip so then she's not allergic or anything nope Good, because Tara wants her room to be a Willow-friendly space. She then tells Willow she's excited about the Scooby meeting, or she thinks she is. What's it about? Willow doesn't know, but if she had to guess, just your one-of-the-mill disaster. Nothing. That's what it's about. (laughs) The fact that, despite patrolling around the clock, they've come up with nothing. Buffy's kill count has been way down. Willow explains to Tara that means there hasn't been many bad guys. Things have been quiet. That concerns Giles. 
because they know what it means when things go quiet. Buffy doesn't meet her quota. Xander tisks at her. Bad Slayer. Willow explains (laughs) to Tara that quiet usually means a big evil is brewing. Riley says, that's the thing, though. The initiative has been extra busy. Their capture rate is way up. So then things have shifted, not stopped. Giles is sure Adam has to be involved somehow. Yeah, no shit. He's stacking the deck. Like, use your brains, people. Yeah. You're, you, you're, everybody, you are smarter than this. Willow goes on to explain that Riley's demons out the ears comment is a metaphor. But Tara <laughs> says she's got it. Willow then realizes she's been overhelping. I, I like how it's very cute how she's bringing Tara into it and mm-hmm. making sure that Tara feels like she's part of everything because they have been together for so long. Yeah. Like they have a language that they t- that they say, you know, there's there's ways that they talk about things. So I like that Willow is trying to make sure that Tara is up to speed with everything. So cute. It is. It's it is really it is really sweet. The meeting breaks up and Anya makes some remark about it being boring and a waste of an hour, which sets Giles off. Oh, Giles. (laughs) He has had enough of Anya's snide remarks. He knows what he's doing, been doing it for some time. And if he says, he stops, realizing that Anya, Xander, and really everyone else is now staring at the doorway. And Oz. Credits. Still awesome. I love how in that scene... Giles was bringing snacks over. He was. He, he was had like, like a offering bowl, snacks to everyone. A bowl of pretzels, and then nobody took it, so he sat down with the bowl of pretzels. I can completely relate to that. After the credits, we're right back at Giles's. Everyone kind of staring at Oz, wondering when he got in. He tells them, "Pretty much now." Tara's clearly uncomfortable, no longer sure of her place now that Oz is back. Xander tries to break the awkwardness, being the first person to actually approach Oz. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Offer his hand, say he doesn't want to sound all grandma, but he never called, never (laughs) wrote. Buffy wants to know if he's back back or just passing through. Before he has a chance to answer, Giles suggests not overwhelming him. That's when Oz approaches Willow. He's going to go by Devon's, see if he has a place he can crash, but he'd like to talk to her later. Maybe tonight? Her place? Willow agrees and Oz takes off, telling everyone that it's really good to see them all again. As he leaves, Anya remarks that everyone is uncomfortable now. (laughs) And Buffy immediately checks in with Willow. Is she okay? Yeah. Tara, though, she says she needs to go. That she's late for her study group. Willow tries to get her to stay, but no luck. She leaves as Willow stares after her. That night on patrol, Buffy brings Riley up to speed, all while bagging a demon. (laughs) Telling him about both the breakup and the fact that Oz is a werewolf. Wait, Oz is a werewolf? (laughs) And Willow was dating him. Yep. Hence the complications and high emotions she was just explaining to him. Huh. She didn't seem like that kind of girl. What kind of girl? Into dangerous guys. Oz isn't dangerous. Something happened to him that wasn't his fault. God, she never knew Riley was such a bigot. (laughs) She starts to storm off and Riley follows. Look, he's sorry, but he doesn't see the appeal of dating someone who tries to eat you once a month. Buffy is very much internalizing this conversation. We know. Yeah, yeah. But I like I really do also like how she's, you know, defending Willow and Oz. And also Oz wasn't werewolf at first. No. When he first liked Willow, 
It wasn't because given the phone call, we know that like he got bit like right before phases. Yeah. Like that was his first time turning into yeah. a wolf. Yeah. Like and then like because we, we discussed we discussed in phases how we think like that side of the family. Yeah. It but- might be wolfy because like he even because again, how how in stride he takes it. Like, yeah. like yeah. that makes sense. Like things make sense to him now. And how how that part of the family didn't even seem like yeah. oh is Jordy a werewolf yeah oh cool <laughs> I like well, knowing that Oz's again. fam Oz's family is also probably feels as chill as he is oh, Oz's family is great and we we get to know a little bit more about them in the sequel novels because we get to meet Jordy's little brother mm-hmm. and so we find out a little bit more about Jordy and about Maureen and Ken and what they're all up to and it does confirm that Lincoln three. Like lycanthropy runs through the family. Yeah. Um. So it does. It does confirm that. But yeah. No. Oz's family is great. <laughs> Buffy says that love isn't always logical. People make odd choices, including her. Yeah. This was the point where I was like, I don't see her telling him about Angel anytime soon. But mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's gonna change. But at this yeah. point, I was like, yeah, no, not having that conversation. Nope. Nope. That's that's. At the dorm, Oz stops by as promised. Willow asks him if he wants to come in, and he says, actually, he wants her to come outside. They walk a bit, and Willow, she's still kind of in a haze. She says this doesn't feel real. He promises her that it is and tells her to look up. Confused, she does so. It's a full moon. Oz says, he guesses, she stopped keeping track of them when he left. It's a full moon! And he's not, how? (laughs) Oz says it's a long story. Willow is, she's ecstatic for him. Mm -hmm. Really, he did it. He managed to control the change. They hug and then her confusion and mix of feelings kick in and she pulls away. Oz says he talked to Xander and Xander said she didn't have a new guy. No. No. (laughs) There's no new guy. Oz knows this is complicated, that he put her through a lot. But now that he has this under control, he can be what she needs him to be. If she's willing to give him a chance, let him back in. Elsewhere on campus, Graham and some of the others are on patrol when they hear a sound. They turn to investigate, and what appears to be a werewolf jumps from the bushes, attacking them. We never do find out what it was. No, no, I was just, I was just thinking about that, like... Because we just we just watched the episode this morning. Now, there was apparently supposed to be I think Marty mentions this in her commentary because Marty Noxon does the commentary for this episode. If you watch it on the DVDs, there was supposed to be a part of the episode that explained that like Adam set that creature upon them to test the initiative to see like where they were in this like fight he's going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. But it never made it in. And now it's just really random. And I mean, it it links them to hunting Oz, but like this thing is apparently yeah. still out there running free. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know what it is. <laughs> also, if you look closely, you'll realize Oz is wearing Tibetan prayer beads or a Tibetan mala on his left hand. And this will align with what we're about to learn about Oz and Oz's storyline in the comics where he returns to Tibet and marries a fellow werewolf, Bay. Back in the dorm, we discover that Willow and Oz have spent the whole night talking. Oz telling Willow about his travels and the work he's done to control the wolf. Apparently, it involves being the opposite of Bruce Banner. (laughs) Instead of always being angry, 
Oz needs to remain calm. There's also herbs, chanting charms, but mostly staying calm. Lolo can't believe it. He's been all around the world, had this amazing transformation, and she she's just been there. Same old Sunnydale. Yeah, but Oz tells her that doesn't mean she hasn't been through a lot. True. And a lot of that did involve cursing his name, though not literally. He's grateful for that. One thing that I notice in this episode, and especially now that we're talking about it, when he came back, so much of the confidence that Willow had and that Willow gained after he left is gone. She's so much more un- like she's it, it's him leaving was good for her. Like, I love Oz. You know, I love Oz. Mm-hmm. But she was so com- like she was starting to get so comfortable in who she was and what she was becoming. And she's talking down to her about herself to him. Like talking about like he had all this thing and she's making what she had ha- like what she's been doing seem like it's so much less. Whereas before, you know, she's like, yeah, I'm starting to become a really great witch. But now she's downplaying her own achievements. <sighs> so I didn't feel that way watching this. I mean, she is about to say that mm-hmm. she's gotten like super good at spells and stuff. I mean, I don't. I don't know if confidence is the right word. Like, I understand what you're trying to say, and I agree to a point. But I mean, yeah, she's she's obviously shaken. She's obviously has Mm -hmm. hesitation. She's obviously doubting everything going on because, and I mean, we'll we'll get to it at the end of the episode too. Like, this is Oz. This is Mm -hmm. this is Oz, and she he left, and that devastated her. And now he's back and she's sitting here, you know, what does this mean? What does she still feel for him? You know, does she feel what she feels for Tara? Or was that a hole she was feeling when, feeling when Oz mm-hmm. wasn't there? Like, so yeah, she's, she's going to seem a little less confident, but I don't think it's actually confidence. I think she's just, yeah, 10,000 thoughts are running through her head yeah, right now. Yeah. So like, we, like I just said, she says she's gotten really good at spells and... Looking at the window, she notices how light it's gotten. They really did talk all night. Guess that means a big manly breakfast is in order. Or, reaching for her hand, Oz says they could sleep a bit. Willow opts for the less confusing waffles. I... (laughs) And heads to the bathroom to freshen up. That's when Tara stops by. She clearly was not expecting for Oz to answer the door. And seeing him assumes what anyone would, that he and Willow spent the night together. Which they did but not in not that way. Oz says if she's looking for Willow, she's just down the hall. She could come in and Tara says, no, it's fine. And as Oz tries to introduce himself, saying he saw Tara at Giles's, she flees, which has Willow returning to a very confused Oz. (laughs) He tells her that her friend came by, the blonde, but she wouldn't stay. At that, Willow looks concerned. Over at Riley's, he and Buffy are in bed when his alarm goes off. They get up and it's clear Buffy's still a bit touchy about the night before. As she gathers her things and he does his push-ups, she asks if those are like regulation or something. No, just a good way to start the day. Right. Then he can have his perfectly balanced breakfast and then he can call his mother. Okay. He's been up for less than a minute and he's already pissed her off we mr froggy and i got a kick out of this this morning because we were we were talking about how this is definitely like the early in the relationship pissed off as opposed to later in the relationship morning pissed off yeah this is you just want to like throw a pillow at him and messed up his push-ups yeah like (laughs) it's such it is such a funny it's a great 
little scene. And I love like and I do love him, his whole OK, <laughs> Like, uh, you know, as much as as you know, as much shit as we give Riley, like this is this is a great Riley moment. Like, okay, apparently I fucked up already and we haven't even been awake. But, oh, we're still mad about last night. It's really what it. (laughs) Yeah, we 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 I thought we made up, but she went to bed angry. (laughs) You thought wrong. (laughs) And again, it's a very realistic portrayal of a relationship mm-hmm. like yes i she still came home with him they still went to sleep together they probably fooled around but she's still she's, she probably laid awake for hours stewing over it considered waking him up <laughs> to keep fighting <laughs> so she's also probably pissed that he slept deeply without thinking about what happened the night before <laughs> So there's so much. There's sleepy. I'm mad. There's so much that Buffy has pent up from the night before, and she's just also pissed that he wasn't thinking about it, or that he forgot that they were fighting, and he's just being a man. Oh, Riley. <laughs> she should go home. No, is this about what he said about Willow? He only said that because he was concerned. He doesn't want to see Willow hurt. Yeah, well, he sounded like Mr. Initiative. Demons bad, people good. Is there a problem with that theorem? Buffy says it's not always like that. There are varying degrees of evil? (laughs) No, demons. There are some creatures, vampires, for example, that aren't evil at all. Yeah, Name one before they can get into all that. <laughs> now we don't have time to unpack all that. Forest enters. Beta team got hit bad. They lost Willis and Graham. Well, he's walking, but they need Riley downstairs. They're going on a hunt. As Riley dresses, Buffy asks what kind of demon it was, which prompts Riley to ask, does it matter? Oh, In the dorm, Willow is on her bed, looking kind of miserable as she tries to sort out everything she's feeling. Buffy returns and Willow notices she also doesn't look so great. She okay? Yeah, she she doesn't really want to talk about it. Instead, she wants to hear about Willow and Oz. Mm -hmm. He came by last night, right? He did. They spent the whole night together. Wait, the whole night? But wasn't last night a wolf moon? It was. Okay, so then she's about to tell Buffy something incredibly (laughs) kinky. Or, no, no kink. He didn't change. He set out to find a way to control it, and he did. So, in this scene, Willow uses the word cure. And I don't love that. No, no. Um, One, because as Buffy tells Riley, there's nothing wrong with Oz. Yeah, yeah. Nothing about him needs to be quote unquote cured. Yeah. And two, because that's that's just not an accurate description. No, like, no. He's still a lycanthrope. He just now can control when he changes. Yeah, yeah. That's that was definitely an oversight. Yeah, like if I mean it's the it's a realistic oversight. It's it's a word you would use when you're just trying to explain yeah. something fast. But I just as a person who loves lycanthrope fiction and stuff, just yeah, didn't yeah. love the use of that word. Yeah, because it's not a cure, it's a management. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, Buffy doesn't get it. She's all with the woo-hoo, and Willow's not. Willow says no, no, she has the woo and the who, but also the uh-oh, and the why now, and the it's complicated. Complicated? Why? 
Okay, before we launch into this, prepare yourself Mm -hmm. because we're going to talk about this in detail. Willow tells Buffy it's complicated because of Tara. At first, Buffy doesn't get it. Does Tara have a crush on Oz? Willow says nothing and Buffy continues to work through it. Oh, oh. The revelation hits and she stands, moves around the room as she processes it. Well, that... That's great. Tara is, she's a really great girl. She is. Willow agrees. And she tells Buffy that there's something between them. It wasn't something that she was looking for, but it's powerful and it's totally different from what she had with Oz. Hold on to that phrasing. Mm -hmm. Different. Not better. Not more powerful. Not more real. Just different. Yep. Buffy continues to process saying Willow's name a lot. (laughs) And telling her, you know, she needs to follow her heart. Willow asks if she's freaked. And Buffy, sitting back down on the bed, tells her very earnestly that no, she's not. Not even a little. She's glad Willow told her. I love this. I love it. Yeah. It's it's real. It is. This was not a revelation Buffy was expecting to have dropped Mm -hmm. in her lap that morning, nor was she expecting to find out there was this side of Willow she knew absolutely nothing about. Yep. So yeah, she needs a moment to take in that information, process it, wonder what signs she obviously missed. Yeah, and there's like, there's nothing in this scene to suggest that Buffy was disgusted by it or felt like uh, so many times, so many times when you have revelations of your best friend in these shows that they are attracted to the same sex so many times. And especially in this era, it was either played for laughs or it was played where the other person was disgusted and they start to think, oh, well, I was alone with you. I was naked or we like we we had all these these times. So you like, are you going to make a move on me? This whole scene is so realistic with Buffy and Buffy getting up is not her being revolted by the revelation. It's just her, it's her, oh shit, I need to move. Yeah, Buffy's a very physical person. So she needs to walk around while she's processing this. Yeah. And like a lot of like, even when she's like, Will, like when she's talking, she's working her way through it. And she's just, again, like you said, she's trying to like, oh, well, did I miss something? Was there was there a sign? Was there? But it was no. And and as it happens in so many cases, especially like with Willow and Tara, like, yeah, she kept Tara's secret and she was slowly easing her into the group. And especially because Tara is such a shy, introverted person. Yeah. You also, you also don't want to overwhelm Tara. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like the Scoobies are such like, yes, they've been friends for so long. Like it's like if you brought somebody super quiet into our friend group. Oh, Jesus. It's like, you know what? I, I think sometimes with like G's boyfriend, mm-hmm. like we are so overwhelming and so loud. I mean, we even overwhelm Mia from time to oh, time. Yeah. Like, yeah, it it happens. So, you know, you don't want to just spring Tara on them, but you also don't want to just spring them on. on Tara. Yeah. And especially because this is something new for Willow. If Willow had had a girlfriend before Tara, it would be a little it would be a little easier for Willow 
you know, to to bring it. But this is something completely new for her. So she's not sure the best way to say, I like this girl. Like when you have when you have when you have opposite sex relationships, it's easy. And especially in 90s media. Yeah, it's so much easier to just be like, hey, look, this is my boyfriend, girlfriend now. Yeah. And also because Willow is still so like trying to figure herself out. Mm hmm. But I do love that, like, you know, Buffy, she does. She she works through it. She needs this moment. But when she does, that's it. She's fine yeah. with it. Because that's her Willow. Yeah. And all that matters is that Willow is happy. And especially because Willow did have such a heartbreak with Oz leaving. Yeah, she just wants her Willow to be happy. Because then I, I love how she then comes back. She's like, okay, I worked through this. Now I'm going to come back over. She asks her what Oz said. And Willow says she was going to tell him. But they got to talking. And all the old feelings started coming back. Again, I need people to yes. listen to the words yes. coming out of Willow's mouth. Yes. And instead of... He, instead of going back to the the line that'll come later on in the series. Which again is played for laughs. Yeah. Like this is an actual emotional moment. Mm-hmm. And this whole this whole episode, and I need this again, I need people to come back to this episode more because if she was really this is her first relationship completely. You know, I know so many people who end up in same-sex relationships who did date opposite gender and it just didn't work. Like then they realized that, yes, I am gay or lesbian. This really wasn't a thing for me. But especially in this episode, Willow, she is torn up. She yeah. doesn't know what she wants. She no. still loves Oz. And here he is. He came back to her, but he came back at a time when she didn't really need him, when she had already moved on. And that's the thing. And we're going to definitely at the end of the episode, we're going to talk about that because Willow and Oz basically say as much as the at the end of the episode mm-hmm. that Willow says, I don't know, in the future, there may be a time for us again. Yeah. But because she got because she there's always going to be a part of her that will feel something for Oz. And she says that she's going to say that at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. That, my friends, is what we call being bisexual. Yay. Yeah. And and we 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 discussed it in the uh, the lost introduction to this episode we did discuss how it is a very great opportunity that we're talking about this episode at the beginning of pride month yeah because like so many so many characters have their identities dismissed and in real life because of who they just happen to be with at the time and we need we need to remember that Willow loved Oz. If she loved she, Oz. If she, if she completely, like, if he came back and she was like, I'm okay, it's fine. I, I don't feel anything now. Maybe we could have an argument that. Yeah. But. But she loved Oz. She loved Xander. Mm-hmm. She continues to find Giles sexy. Yeah. Even her evil counterpart that she said was a little bit gay was in a relationship with Xander and was most likely essaying Captive Angel. Mm-hmm. So, like, the more men than not. Yeah. But Tara is who she's with and who she loves now. Like, I do I think Tara's her soulmate? I kind of do. But that doesn't disregard the other relationships and mm-hmm. loves that you feel. Because, I mean, some people have more than one person they feel very bonded to. And I think for Willow, that is Tara and Oz. Mm-hmm. And heck, I think if... I think if Tara could be, or if, if Willow could be like, hey, can I have both of you? Yeah. 
I will let you both share me. <laughs> like if all three of that, like, and that's where like we always joke that polyamory solves all love triangles. It does. It solves all love triangles. You know, if 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 Arthur, if if Arthur, Guinevere, and Lancelot could have just solved all their problems together. Right? And now I have a bone to pick. With Ted Lasso. I haven't watched this season yet. There is a certain scene that is framed away that the cinematographer knew what they were doing, Uh but there's just no follow through on that scene. But that they knew what they were doing. And let's just say it involves like Keely, Roy and Jamie all walking together with linked arms. I am 100%. The cinematographer knew what they were doing. I am 100% on board with that. Right? Yeah, because all three of them, all three of them together, like, yeah. But yeah, polyamory solves everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, like, it would have, it would have made Camelot so much easier. They wouldn't have to worry about all that shit if. Get your Beltane orgy on and let's go. Mm-hmm. And there were so many, there were so many nights. So many! You can't tell me that all, like, that none of them boned each other. That's right. <laughs> Come on, guys. And there had to be some women who were pretending to be squires and shit. We need a fruitier version of the Arthurian legends to be released. Art and Gwen are not in love. It is a book where it's a it's I don't know if it's modern, but it has to deal with descendants Mm -hmm. from Arthur and Guinevere. And then you find out that Art is hooking up with a knight and Gwen is in love with a lady in waiting Oh, so they're like, oh, well, neither one of us actually love each other, but we're but we've been betrothed since like day blah 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 blah. So like, what the fuck do we do now? Yeah, so I like that. It, yes, there needs Amazon cart. Yeah, there needs to be there needs to be more fruity Arthurian legends, and I may have to write it. Yes, I think you do. Willow continues. He's Oz, and she never wants to hurt him. Buffy tells her someone is going to get hurt. The important thing is that she's honest. In Spike's crypt, Adam approaches a supposedly slumbering Spike. As he gets closer, Spike's hand shoots up and he grabs Adam's wrist, saying by the sound of his footsteps, he must be a demon, which means he's in for a world of opening his eyes. He takes Adam in and is not really sure what to make of him. Pain. Adam calls him by name, saying he needs him to come with him. Does he now? Okay, then let's go. Spike turns as if going to leave before turning back and hitting Adam and just hurting his hand. I love how Spike was just laying on top of a crypt with a blanket. And like, it's just... (laughs) Yeah, that's what you do. He really should have like brought a bed in or something. (laughs) I don't know. I think if you offered Mia the chance to like sleep on a like concrete slab like that, she'd take it because of her see, my my back couldn't handle sleeping on a concrete slab. (laughs) I would have to... I would die. <laughs> Adam says he needs Spike to help him with his problem. And why would he do that? Because Adam is going to help him with his. At Terrace, Willow goes to see her. And this is another scene we're going to need to talk about a bit because I will not have people misconstruing what is being said here. Tara lets Willow in and she says she can't stay long. She has class, as does Tara. Willow just wanted to let Tara know that what she saw this morning, it wasn't what she thought. Tara gets it. She always knew that if he came back, they were just talking. It was intense, but they were just talking. Willow says it feels like her head is going to explode. Tara tells her that whatever happens, she'll still be there. 
They'll still be friends. And this starts Willow crying. Of course they'll be friends. How can she even say that? Tara knows what Oz meant to her and how can she? Willow doesn't even know. She knows what he meant, but he left and she changed. And things were just starting to get good. And now, now she has the thing she always thought she wanted. And she doesn't, she doesn't know what to do. Tara says she needs to do what makes her happy. Okay, so let's get some things straight. Willow's confusion over her feelings, valid. Mm -hmm. And she can still be bisexual and have them. Mm -hmm. Because her confusion is linked to the fact that he left. Mm -hmm. That he was able to just walk away from her. Now, Oz had a lot going on there too. But right now we're looking at this from Willow's side. Yes, we're, 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 we're on team Willow right now. He left. He went no contact. And she moved on. And literally, like later on, she says, I wrote a lot of letters, but I didn't know where to send them, send them to. She got her life together. She met Tara. She grew as a witch who she was with Oz emotionally is not who she is now. Mm-hmm. And she's not sure that her relationship with Oz fits anymore. Who she is with Tara emotionally is who she is now. This is the same conversation we'd be having if she met another boy. Yep. Or someone who is non-binary. It's not about the gender. It's about the person. The person. Yeah. And especially like the way that she connects with Tara and the way she connected with Tara is what she needed in that aftermath. And she, they both filled something in Willow. Yes. Oz was the first person to see her. And the one thing like that I've, I loved at the beginning like when when they're at when they're at the dance in Inca Mummy Girl and mm-hmm. he sees this girl dressed as an Inuit and forget about all these other girls who are in scantily clad. Band. Yeah, like he was interested in this girl who was different. So every until they really met, every scene was him seeing her and noticing her. Yeah. And then now she has and and he brought her out of her shell, made her feel that she could be desirable. And now you have Tara who does other things to help her bring her out, like help her become more confident in being a witch. What what it makes me so mad is that people by discounting her relationship with Oz, you are erasing how important he was to her and to who she who like who. <laughs> and I mean, and I, I know we've mentioned this before, like in the episodes where Tara first showed up, but it's almost the cycle, right? Because like Oz saw Willow. Mm-hmm. Oz was the first person to really see Willow. Mm-hmm. Willow was the first person to really see and hear Tara. Yep. She's doing for Tara what, what Oz did for Oz her. Oz did for her. And that's the thing. And like, that's what you were saying. Like, she doesn't really need Oz at this point Mm -hmm. in her life. But like, there is nothing about this conversation that she just had with Tara that would have to be changed if Tara was Thomas. Mm -hmm. That conversation is about someone who is emotionally in a different place. Yep. Than she was when her boyfriend left. Yep. Like, this is all about the people involved, not what's in somebody's pants. Yep, exactly. Willow is just bisexual queen, all right? She like, is. She give is. her her crown. Give her her title. It's fine. And so much, so much evidence is in this episode. And that's why I said, like, people need to revisit this episode more 
mm-hmm. to see Willow's reaction to Oz coming back. Because if she wasn't in love with Oz, if she didn't, you know, if it messes her up in this episode because she doesn't know what she wants. Does she yeah. fall back on the one that made her, you know, if he would have stayed, you know, it would have been a completely different thing if he hadn't left the way he did. Because she would have been with him, you know, they may have stayed together yeah. longer. But it's important to remember that and listen to her words. The writers are making it clear in this episode that Willow loved Oz. Yeah. I think we I think we beat that horse. <laughs> At least till the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> now we gotta we gotta talk about something else the writers did that I actually don't love. Oh, the the scene coming up with Oz and Tara. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. Yeah, I don't. We'll, we'll talk about. It. Let's well let's talk about it. So yeah. Later, Oz runs into Tara in the hallway. He's looking at the bulletin board, having stopped by the registrar's office when he thinks he smells Willow. He calls her name, turning, but it's Tara. Huh? He says he thought he heard Willow and approaches her, greeting her with a hey. First, he tried to say he was smelled her. <laughs> He was going to say he smelled her, but then he remembered that. Yeah, not everyone knows that. Yeah. Seeing the materials in his hand, Tara says he's coming back to school there. Yeah, he's uh, feeling oddly motivated. Great, great. That will uh, be good for him and Willow. He hopes so. Is that her sweater? She, uh, she's sure they'll, she smells like her. Does she know that? Her scent is all over her. Well, uh, are they involved? Because they talked all night and Willow never said anything. Tara keeps stammering as Oz tries to make sense of it all. Is there something to talk about? Tara tries to leave, but Oz grabs her arm. Is Willow in love with her? Tell him. He starts to change, both he and Tara watching his hand go back and forth. When her eyes return to Oz's face, he's part wolf. He tells Tara to run. Okay, I don't love the writing of this scene. No. Um, I know what they're trying to achieve, mm-hmm. but Oz comes off, I feel, very out of character. Yeah. Like, I know he's confused and I he's think lost. I as, 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 okay, so uh, yeah, I, I don't like this scene, but looking at it from, let's, looking at it from a different perspective, he has been suppressing his werewolf I side. thought about that this morning, actually, and I wondered if that what it was it was, but then it was like all the pent up werewolf energy. That. I, that's what I that's what I think it is, because, no, okay. it is not. It is absolutely out of character for him to be that aggressive, to be that aggressive. But he has been he has been spending all this time suppressing that nature. OK. And what happens when you build up all of this stress and tension and, you know, looking at it as, you know, in real world terms, you explode. So he says like he has to remain calm. So he has been doing this for however many months since he left and since he learned. So here it is. He smells Willow on her. He's confused. And it's just, it fucks with his brain. Like he just like, like he can't, a normal person would be like, oh, I smell her on you. Oh, it's your, you know, you borrowed her sweatshirt. Yeah. But his brain, the animal part of his brain is going so fast. Because look, like when you think about what happened in um with, oh my God, where him and the other werewolf, that episode. Oh, Veruca? Yeah. Yeah. Like the animal part took over his brain 
in a lot of that episode. So I think that's what's happening here. And he's telling her to run because he knows he can't control it now. Yeah, no, that's definitely like, uh, you need to get out of here, not yeah. a like, I'll give you a head start. Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> want to hurt you. Tara does, in fact, run. I would run too. <laughs> Into one of the lecture halls, Oz, now fully in wolf form, chases her. She tries to go out the back door, but it's locked. She runs to the front and throws a chair at him, just as Riley Forrest and some of the other initiative guys show up and shoot him with a tranquilizer. As they bag Oz, Forrest goes to Tara. Is she okay? Yeah, but they've got it from here. One of them says it looks like the demon that attacked Graham and the others. Riley says if it is, they'll put it down. Tara tries to stop them, tries to explain that's a person, but Forrest just mansplains over her and tells her she's in shock. They head out, leaving Tara behind. I like how the initiative just don't bother trying to explain it away. Yeah. They just yeah, are like, the- yeah, back in a demon, bye. Yeah. Like, I mean, Riley's seen Tara before. Yeah. But the others haven't. I mean, Forrest has glanced her across a party, but like, doesn't yeah. know how much she knows. They just, they, they just don't, they don't give a fuck. Not really. They need to, they need to take some lessons from MIB. Get one of those. Yeah, I thought about that when I was watching the episode. I'm like, where's your flasher thingy? I know, I know. You gotta erase her memory. Hearing Adam's plan, Spike says, sounds kind of fun. <sighs> English people saying something sounds rather fun is my weakness. I know. Learned that. Learned that. Didn't know that till now. <laughs> we've got Fallsworth and we've got Spike and both of them are like, hmm, sounds rather fun. And I'm like, I love you. Yes. No, that's that's <laughs> definitely a thing. Because I would be in. Yeah. I would be in too. Oh. I'm like, okay, you think it's out. I'm, I'm here for it. Adam says total annihilation won't serve him. Didn't you say like three episodes ago that you had to kill everyone? Uh, and now you're like, no, not 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 total annihilation. I Adam, was exaggerating. Adam is Adam is not the greatest big bad. No, Adam is the worst big like I think Adam is literally the worst big bad. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it it's a very vague plan like, that he has they knew they wanted to do frankenstein exactly they didn't think about what to do with the creature yeah, once well, they got there and especially especially when you consider frankenstein originally is the monster is a very sympathetic character yeah and adam is not at all no no adam is the worst he's just he's so the worst bad. at everything he's the worst i hate him so much him and his stupid ass <gasps> hard drive slot oh, in his chest thank god we're almost done with him i know i know i, I was looking i was looking at the uh I was looking at the the episode list earlier. We only have to deal today. with him for two more episodes. I'm like, thank God we only have him. Thank God we can move on after this. <sighs> I know. I'm so excited. We're gonna get rid of Adam, and then we get to have Dracula. Like I'm I know. So, so the, well, I like how we went from we went from Frankenstein to Dracula. Right? Oh, we're doing. We're we're covering our classic peoples. Yeah, we're we're doing better. We do better with Dracula though. <laughs> Spike doesn't see where the Slayer will come in. The humans need a leader. Ah, right. Well, see, thing about the Slayer, she's a whiny little thing. (laughs) But when it comes to the fighting, she tends to win. Well, then maybe Spike should be on her side. And when it's all over, when they win, the chip comes out, no tricks, Scout's honor. He was a Boy Scout. Parts of him were. Willow's in the library, not really studying, when Tara comes in. It's Oz. They were talking and then he changed right in front of her. But it's day. She knows, but it happened. <laughs> is she okay? <laughs> yeah, she is. But Oz 
Riley and the commandos stopped him, took him away. They don't know it's him. She tried to tell them, but she thinks they might hurt him. Willow says she has to go. She has to find Buffy. And Tara tells her she knows. At Giles's, Willow tells the others what Tara told her. How the commandos took Oz away right before Tara went to find Willow. Ani said that's good, right? If it was right before, then they probably haven't had time to eviscerate him yet. Xander tells Anya that right now she can help by making this a quiet time. <laughs> Giles says that once again, they're tasked with invading the initiative. Huh. Only they knew someone with connections. Someone who was dating someone on the inside. Oh, wait. <laughs> Buffy says it's a no-go. Riley isn't answering his pager. She left him a message, but they're going to need to go ahead and make a plan without him. At headquarters... Oz is in a cage and not very happy about it. <laughs> He's pacing, snarling, all while Riley and the others wait to hear if he is the creature that took out Graham's team. See, it might not even have been a werewolf. As the doctor tells us, the parts Graham was able to describe match over 40 species. Riley doesn't care. And he's about to just take out Oz when he transforms back into his human form, shocking the hell out of Riley. (laughs) Yeah. Oz is either tranked again, or maybe he's just exhausted from the change because his eyes close. And when they open again, he's on a table naked and being poked and prodded by scientists. Fuck them. Riley's trying to get them to stop, but apparently Riley doesn't have authority over the med department. They've been told to proceed. They shoot Oz up with more drugs, take samples, have Riley escorted out when he continues to protest, and then they electrocute Oz with a taser to make him transform. One of the scientists says he always knew the lunar cycle shit was a myth. Clearly, this is based on negative stimuli. We'll get to my rant in a minute. Because, fuck that guy. Oof, fuck the initiative altogether. I do like, though, that Riley, You like, this is really where you can see Riley starting to question everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah no, this is this is a good Riley episode. Mm-hmm, this is, a, yeah. especially as we go on. I can yeah. get behind Riley in this episode. Still yeah. think he was not right for Buffy in any way, shape, or form. But I can get behind some of his individual actions. Yeah, yeah. Like, again, you know, and we we talked early on, like, I, like, I did love his corn-fed like the whole like the whole coin fe- corn fed boy that he had like i love the scene where he's helping the lesbian alliance hang up the banner and he's just like yes i am a lesbian <laughs> like he does have again he's not great for buffy he is captain cardboard but overall this season i didn't hate him as much as i used to no i think i think the hatred really comes next season yeah and I mean, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there because yeah. it, it, you, you know it's mixed with him like losing his place in the world. But there's just so much internal misogyny and toxic yeah. masculinity with him. And I just yeah. Can't. And again, that's also a lot there because it was the 90s, well, yeah, early 2000s. Course. A lot of, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's still, I mean, we're in the 2000s now, but it's still t- almost 25 years ago. Yeah. And especially, especially since this series, it is about a powerful woman yeah so to have a man like a man playing second fiddle like he's trying to make it his story he is trying to make it his story (laughs) i have a thought about it's not kind of so i won't say it oh you can't just do that cut it out if you have to so no no it was just about tv shows that are built about powerful women Mm -hmm. because buffy was a great tv show Written about a woman who is powerful. Written about powerful women. Willow's a witch. Mm -hmm. You know, Tara's a witch. 
Uh, like Glory comes in later. She's a hell god. But Giles is still very good at his job. Xander brings something to the table. Riley, not so much. Spike brings something to the table. Yeah. Unlike a certain Marvel show that was female-led where they had to make every man on that show seem like an idiot to make her oh. seem impressive. Yeah. Like, they, they, Agent Carter was a great concept that was horribly executed because it, you yeah. did not have to write every man in the SSR as an idiot to make Peggy look good. Peggy held her own against Captain America and the yeah. Howling Commandos. And it did it did her an injustice. It did because it was only like, well, she's impressive because they're all stupid. No, she's impressive because she's a badass. Yeah, and especially where you have the Agent Carter short. That was the other thing. The show did not make sense with that yeah. at all. Yeah, like, like, you know, they just they, I mean, they, they messed that one up so bad. Yeah, they had like, yeah, like they didn't have to. I mean, like, you know, you don't have to make all like the men can be asshole idiots because, you know, you got to look at the time period that they're all existing in. And, you know, but at some point. Can, yeah. Yeah, it's just. That was my thing. I was just like, but it's yeah. not like the other thing. Which, anyway, back at Giles's, Buffy says something is wrong. Riley usually returns phone calls by now. She says they need to proceed. She and Xander will go in. They've done it before. Willow wants to go, but Buffy tries to dissuade her. It's too dangerous. And they need her there with Giles to hack into the city grid, power down the initiative. Willow says Giles can do it without her. She'll give him instructions, show him the way. She can't just sit around. Buffy looks at Willow and then at Xander, who seems to think Willow isn't going to let up. So Buffy relents. She says she can come, back them up. Now, the only way she knows to get in is through Lowell House, but her clearance has been deactivated. Okay, so they grab a guy, make him take them. Or, Spikes is entering, they can use the back door. Much less fuss. <laughs> Giles wants to know how Spike got in, and he says the door was unlocked. Might <laughs> want to watch that, Rupert. Someone dangerous <laughs> could get in. Or someone formerly dangerous and now really annoying. <laughs> watch it. Spike tells her to play nice or he won't help her get Red's mongrel back. I love, I, I, still, I still need a Giles and Spike sitcom. Right? We were robbed. We were so robbed. News travels fast in the demon world. Low on cash, is he? He might be seeking monetary compensation, yes. But he also likes roughing up the army geeks. He can get them in, to Oz. Buffy wants to know what the going rate in a wild goose chase is. <laughs> Spike says fine. Don't believe him. But he was held there, remember? He knows things. Saw things. He can get them in. No camera. No guards. At headquarters, Oz is in a proper cell. Naked, bruised, bleeding, and curled with his knees to his chest. And wow, does the initiative's treatment of werewolves make me angry. Well, it's... Like, it's Seeking like, with range. Yeah, like... Ugh, because they don't, they, they don't see him as human. No, they don't. They don't. And I mean, why would they? Because they're the initiative and they suck. Yeah. But yeah. I just... Oh, when Everything, I saw Oz curled in that cell, like, yeah. I saw red. Yeah, everything... Everything is either black or white. You're either human. And that's where that's where the argument, you know, beginning of the episode with Buffy and uh -huh. Riley, you know, for the initiative, you're either. And it is to his credit in this season that Riley was able to grow and see that it's not always black and white. He's listening to the sounds of the demons around him when someone approaches. It's Riley. He's come to get him out. Or try. Because on their way out, they're stopped by Forrest, Graham, and a bunch of other soldiers. Good for Riley. <laughs> right? Good. 
Good, good Riley. Approaching Riley, Forrest tells him that this is the end of the line. Yes, but are you with him till the end of the line, Forrest? Because I don't think you are. That's all I can, as soon as he said that words, I was like, with you to, you're not with him till the end of the line, Forrest. Riley's thrown into a jail cell where, eventually, a commanding officer comes to see him. He tells him that he looked into Riley's file, Walsh's notes, and until recently, he was one of their best, headed straight for the top. But then he meets this girl, this slayer, and suddenly he's second-guessing orders, abusing his position. Good soldiers follow orders. The officer tells him that he's, he's going to start a court-martial investigation into Riley's involvement with the slayer and her band of freaks. Oh. <sighs> Fuck you. He reminds them that they're anarchists, too backwards for this world. Maybe, just maybe, if he helps bring them down, he can save his career. Otherwise, he's going to his grave labeled a traitor, and no woman is worth that. Fuck the initiative. Fuck the initiative, because the Slayer has been around for so much longer. Mm -hmm. They are playing in her world. That's right. This is her world. Not yours. Hers. They are... Oh, God. Man, I hate the initiative. Yeah, because they they are making their own rules and pretending that their rules are the only rules. When the organization, when the Watchers and the Slayer have been around for so fucking long, they know... Like, the initiative is stu- are studying new things when... If they could just work with the Watchers, the Watchers know so much more. The Watchers Council would fucking laugh at. Oh, yeah. The initiative. Like where would like the like because we had the initiative working with the Watchers in the Lost Lost Slayer. Slayer. And at least in there, the initiative in Sunnydale recognized that they needed the Watchers. Yeah. And because they were outmatched. Absolutely. Because they don't like, uh, and the thing is like with the, with the initiative, all they are is they're like, ah, we got to kill this and dissect it and see how it works instead of actually study. Fuck the initiative. <laughs> Look, fuck the Watchers Council, but at least they're more organized and know what they're doing. Outside, Spike, just a military green, leads Buffy, Willow, and Xander to the initiative's back door. Buffy and Willow sporting lab coats while Xander is also in camo. Spike approaches the door and seeing it on his surveillance, Adam opens the door for them, causing Spike to say that no one in Sunnydale seems to care about their locks. (laughs) While all this is happening, Giles and Anya are accessing the power grid, something Adam also apparently sees via his little hacker station. Anya manages to power everything down and tells Giles to slap her hand. (laughs) What? In celebration. Oh, Right, he does so, and she says, ow, but she's happy about it. (laughs) And once again, Xander is the one that's going with Buffy. Yep. And the way that he is holding that gun. He is ready. The gang walks through the corridor when all the lights go out, only the emergency ones left on. Buffy takes that as her cue to start kicking down doors. They burst into the commanding officer's room, waking him. He knows who she is? Yeah. Then he knows she's pretty good with the crossbow she's holding. Take them to him. Thinking she means Riley, he says he stays in the brig. Helping an HST escape is a court-martialable offense. (laughs) Riley tried to help Oz escape. That's who they're there for. The wolf. Guess this is a two-for-one kind of night. They tell him to get dressed. Walking down the corridor, Buffy drops something. When the soldier on guard duty goes to pick it up, she knocks him out and steals his key card. She then lets herself into the area where Riley's being kept. 
How does she get in? As she unlocks his cell, she tells him, talk later, stealthy escape now. Wait, if he leaves, he can never come back. The two stare at each other for a moment and Riley says, he just needed to hear that out loud. They rendezvous with the others and head to where Oz is being kept. Only on the way, they're stopped by another unit. Two units, actually. Buffy tells them to stay back or she'll go all William Burroughs on their boss. This is actually a really interesting reference. Oh, this is such a deep, this is such a deep reference. But I also like how she's like, am I the only one? (laughs) Right? Because Xander does accurately say something about boring people with prose. Because William Burroughs was a writer. He was a beat poet. Buffy isn't referencing his writing. Mm -mm. What she's referencing is the fact Burroughs killed his second wife. Yep. Accidentally, but still. The odd thing is, he first claimed that it was (laughs) due to him drunkenly attempting to perform a William Tell-esque stunt. Yes. Which makes sense because Buffy has the crossbow next to the guy's head. Only later, the truth came out and he had been showing the gun off to friends and dropped it. Yeah. So he lied saying it was more his fault than it actually was. It's such a weird thing. Yeah. But what makes this more interesting is that Burroughs deeply believed in the occult. Mm-hmm. And that magic was integrated into the fibers of the universe. Illness, war, riots, they all only occurred because someone willed them to. Mm-hmm. Nothing was coincidence. And he practiced magic. He safeguarded himself against possession, cursed those who displeased him. Just, it's such a deep and appropriate reference for this show. It is so, like, it is, and it is, yeah, it is so deep. <laughs> But I love how and I do like how, yes, Xander did mention, you know, that, you know, the, yeah, because he was a he was a, po- you know, a poet and a writer. But she's like, no, that's not <laughs> actually. And the other the other interesting thing about about Burroughs is that um, he was very involved in. And s- since we're on the subject of Pride Week, Pride Month, yeah. he was very involved in the gay and lesbian community. He visited. And I think he was even involved with, yeah, like it's, it was a very, it was a very interesting time period, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the CEO isn't willing to chance things and so has them release Oz. Willow goes to go to him, but he tells her to stay back, his hand attempting to change into wolf form. They take the elevator up, keeping the CEO as a hostage the entire time. And when they reach Lowell House, Riley rips the controls out of the elevator before leaving. The CEO tells him he's a dead man. No, he's an anarchist. He clocks <laughs> the CEO and walks off and never have I loved Riley more. That, yeah. And I love how he's like, I'm an anarchist. And like, calm down, Riley. <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> like... Calm down. Calm down, honey. You're, you're doing great. I, I I see what you're doing. I see you're calling back to them, calling Buffy and the Scoobies anarchists. But calm down. <laughs> Buffy takes him to the ruins of Sunnydale High. He can hide out there. As they set him up a little campsite, she says she hopes the others are okay. Seems for the night, at least, they've split up. Buffy camping with Riley. Riley says they should be okay for the night. Campus is still blacked out. And even then... It's him the initiative truly wants. True. So big day, huh? Woke (laughs) up to a big bowl of Wheaties and ended the day a fugitive. He doesn't love that it ended that way, but he's glad it's done. 
Then he knows where he stands. He tells Buffy he was wrong about Oz, that he was being a bigot. And she says he was just thrown. He gets it now. And Buffy, she says there's some stuff she needs to tell him. Stuff about her past. Stuff he may not like. He says she can tell him anything. She thinks she can. Elsewhere, Willow and Oz sit in his van. She says it looks good, considering it's where it's been. He tells her how it broke down outside Mexico. He traded his base to get it fixed. He then tells her he shouldn't have come back now. He thought he was ready. Willow tells him that he fought back the wolf. She saw him. Yeah, but he couldn't look at her. Well, she upset him. Right, okay. Well, since she's never going to do that again... (laughs) Oz gives her a look. She's happy. She is. She can't explain it, but Oz says it was silly to think she'd just be there waiting. But she was. She wrote him so many letters. She just never had anywhere to send them. She thinks a piece of her will always be waiting for him. That if one day she's old with blue hair and she turns a corner and sees him, she won't be surprised because he's always with her. Watching and talking about this episode during mm-hmm. Shark Week is the worst. <sighs> like, literally every conversation between Oz and this and Willow this episode has made me ugly cry. Yeah, it's, it's so... But some part of her will always be waiting for him. He will mm-hmm. always be with her. Like, how do you hear those words and say she never loved him? And that that was a fake. Because they take the one line... Where she says, hello, gay now. You take the joke line over these deep, meaningful conversations. Mm -hmm. That's exactly it. That is exactly what they do. I need that whole part of the fandom to just go fuck off. You know, (laughs) they they take that one line, that one joking throwaway line, and ignore the deeper context. And when she is actually sharing her feelings. Oz says he guesses, now is not the time. And Willow agrees. Notice she says there will never be a time. Mm -hmm. Like we said earlier, that is left open. Left open with the idea that maybe one day down the line, the time may be right for them again. You know what this reminds me of? What? This makes me think of the line in Vampire Diaries between Klaus and Caroline. I know, I know. I know they did Can't mess that up. First love, I intend to be your love. Like I think about that line every single day of my life. I know. Because that's I know. the most perfect line. I know they fucked it up. I know they fucked it up. But that's that's what this makes me think of. You know, you, you know, like, but it, you know, in a different way, Oz is, you know, was her first love. But this is leaving it open for down the line. Oh <sighs> people can't stand complexity. That's the problem. No. They want everything to be simple. Like, Willow is a complex human being. Willow asks what he's going to do, and he thinks he's going to take off again. When? He doesn't answer. But his look is enough. Willow knows he means tonight. And again, her face crumbles. Look at that face. Look at that face and tell me she doesn't love him. Look Mm -hmm. at that hug. Oh, because man, this episode, this episode's rough on my emotions. It is. They're hugging. I'm crying. It's worse than usual because I was at my mom's when I was watching this and I'm trying not to have a complete breakdown at her kitchen table because I do not want to explain that I am crying over the relationship between a witch and a werewolf. I've, my mom's used to me crying over fictional things. Meanwhile, my, meanwhile, meanwhile, Owen is like, dad, mommy's crying again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Why are all these people crying? Shut up. That's why. (sighs) We end the episode in Tara's room. Tara sitting in the dark, 
looking out the window and still wearing Willow's sweater. There's a knock and Tara opens the door to find Willow, who's surprised Tara doesn't have any candles going. Well, that's okay. She brought one and it's extra flamey. (laughs) As she hands it over and Tara lets her in, she says she needs to tell her something. It's okay. Tara knows. She needs to be with the one she loves. Willow says she is. She means. She means. And she knows she's put Tara through a lot. But she's going to make it up to her. Starting now. Mm-hmm. Starting now, huh? Tara blows out the candle with a smile. And we go to plaque. The end. God, I love the way this episode ends. This is such a good episode. And it's such an important episode. And... It just, it, it's it's so good. It's so important. Like I said, mm-hmm. and like you said, so glad that like we start Pride Month covering this episode mm-hmm. because there's just so many important moments. And it's also like, it's also interesting because you have, you have Buffy making a William Burroughs reference and William Burroughs was bisexual. Like he... <laughs> <sighs> like there's so much, like there's so much nuance to this episode. And I love the fact that you have Willow resolving things with Oz and they didn't leave it there. They had her going to Tara. So it's like a very bridge moment for her. And just the way I love how I love the way Tara blows out that candle. Cause it's again, it's, it's going into the whole suggestive way that they've been playing these two characters. Oh yeah. Okay. That is it for this week. Thank you all for listening and make sure to join us next time when we take on season four, episode 20, the Yoko factor, which includes one of my favorite funny moments with Tara and Anya just hiding in the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Giles is drunk. It's great. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous episode. It's It's going to be so much, you know what? It's a good episode. It's a good episode to follow this one where we're crying our faces off. Yes. Spike is going to be sneaky, sneaky. He's going to be sneaky, sneak. Until then, check out our various social media channels, all of which will be listed in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to let us know it, you can subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or write to us directly at thewatchersdiaries at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.